0: Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out
1: more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. Hey, Vet Church. How y'all doing? I am here. Howdy. with Derek Knapp, the birds. There's some horses in the background. Can you see the horses? I see that one. Okay. So we have some horses. And Derek, you and I were in the gall. at least we probably passed. Yeah, passed the night, probably yeah, on the pitch. I mean, yeah. Um And, you know, and I, I spent most of my time at Jalalabad, where we were at. And um, Yamahama, you started something awesome. I came out here to do some guitar thing, and then I looked over and I was like, I know you. <laughs> and the guy's like, Yeah, it's Restoration Ranch. I didn't even know where I was at. Yeah. And um, so now I'm back several months later, or whatever it's been, and um, I'm going full time. Getting, I'm trying to get these stories of America. Now everybody can look up Restoration Ranch. You can see what Derek's done. There's, he's got awesome calendars, beautiful horses. He's, you have over a thousand veterans a year out here, huh? Yeah, we. This this year we'll have probably between 815 to
0: 1,000 that will come through this this ranch and come through these doors and sign in and and be touched by all the programs that we're affiliated with. And you're doing a ton of stuff. And you guys can look that stuff up at at what? restoration ranch. You can go to RestorationRanch.org and look at the calendar events we have on the website, or you can go to our Facebook page and look up Restoration Ranch Bastrop, Texas, and we've got the same type of events and event pages for all the events we have coming up in the next 90 days
1: or so. And you've got this real cool place up here, which it's it's Memorial Pavilion, Pavilion, which you've written some names on. on yeah,
0: family members have dedicated bricks uh, to current or um, former military members that have passed away that they wanted to kind of live on in the, up there in the pavilion. And we have 800 bricks that we'll eventually have all filled with names. And it's just a really ch- chill, peaceful place that we like to send people up to reflect and there's a really beautiful plateau where you can kind of look out and see the next ridge line in the valley and there's
1: always a nice little
0: breeze so it's it was awesome
1: the night we met i went up there and sat with you we played some music played Mm -hmm. some whaling played some uh we shared originals Yes, played a couple originals you played some Mm whaling i played along with you Mm because i knew this man it was was good and um what's the name of that song with the d.o.g Oh, way more blues. Um, way more blues. You yeah. played that, and I hadn't, I hadn't heard that in so long, and I was like playing along with oh, yes. you and seeing my, my brother happened to be with me on that trip. That's yeah, it a good one. Awesome. And, and it was, it's a sacred place over there. Mm-hmm. And I realized that as we talked, that what you've done is pretty neat. Now, you know, people go, You can find out what's going on here. Y'all do that. But I don't want to talk about that stuff no more than mm-hmm. I want to categorize where you and I were at mm-hmm. and what we did. We're not the mm-hmm. History Channel. I want to talk to you a little bit about realizing that you wanted to do something, and you could do more than just have a job and make some money and buy yourself a nice car and sit around and spend your life or smoke it away mm-hmm. and get drunk. You decide to do something else to help other mm-hmm. people. Out. What motivated you in that? I think it's a couple of different things. I think that when you leave something like a
0: brotherhood or you leave serving in um, some of the most kinetic, dangerous situations you can imagine as an infantry officer or an enlisted military member or just in the military period, you have a sense of loss or even a sense of being disconnected from that when you come in and transition to civilian life because majority of people don't even have an understanding or can fathom what you've been through or what you've seen or what some of your other brothers-in-arms have experienced. And they feel so,
1: alone. They feel right. just, I'm out here all alone. Nobody right. gets it.
0: Right. So, to have that kind of disconnection and that, that sense of longing to kind of be connected to something again, I knew that really the only way that I could do something is create that on my own. Not that there aren't s- thousands of other really awesome programs that are out there. I just knew that in Central Texas, nothing really like that existed. And having that experience growing up as a kid and working on ranches and working with horses and being around horses and how much they impacted my formative years, that I knew that that connecting veterans and, and even people that were kind of making that having the trouble the transition like I was in some ways but having a place like this eventually would be a great opportunity for them to come and get away from whatever struggles they had and take a time out from that and, and be able to be in the moment with these horses because that's what they do they force you to be in the moment they force you to connect the horses the horses and they're a they're a fantastic therapist and <laughs> so to be able to do that I knew that I had to put all of my own energy and focus into that and this is
1: if it is. If, it if is. I just walked up and met you,
0: yeah.
1: I would say, there is. this guy's fine, he, you right. can't have PTSD, you right. can't have experienced moral injury, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. And I think
0: part of that is you just become a really good actor, you know? You just, I, I this, am. Right. <laughs> and, and I think it's also <laughs> sure. a cultural thing that 99% of the time you talk to somebody, you say, how are you doing? Everybody says, I'm great, I'm fine, and, and we kind of know it's not true. They okay, go, okay, that's good, and we go on about our business. But you get to where you say you're fine, and you know, being out here, it forces you, being with the horses forces you to really address what you have going on because you can say, I'm fine, but the horses say that's, that's BS. That's not true. I'm not going to connect with you until you're really
1: ready to connect and be true to yourself. But before you had the horses, right. you jumped from the military straight into business. You replaced oh, yeah. one set of adrenaline <laughs> right. with another set of adrenaline, <laughs> right. one set of maladaptive right. practices. With another set of maladaptive practices, oh, yeah. right? What, what, tri- what, what in there? What trigger in there says stop, Derek? Stop. Well, I
0: think that once you, you know, when you're a driven person and you define your success by hitting these key parameters, you know, as a, as a, you know, infantryman or a military officer, you check all these blocks. You have all these things you say. I did that. I do that. I max my PT test. I do this. I do that. And then you go in and you get evaluated as such. But mm-hmm. well, when you enter the corporate world, it's very much the same. Okay, I'm going to meet these parameters. I'm going to have this much of my, you know, my value-added manufacturing. I'm going to have this much as far as my gross sales are, and this, and I check all those metrics. Then they evaluate and say you're a successful business person, right? Yeah. So when That's once exactly you get through that and you check that block, then you go, okay, and what now? You know, now what am I shooting for? I the next promotions of senior director, next promotions vice president. You know, what is it that you're going to And you realize. That for me personally, I needed a little bit more sense of purpose than that. I needed to know that at the end of the day when I went to bed, yeah, I made my company money. I made the customer happy. But I just felt like I was being led in a direction where I needed to have a sense of accomplishment, which was I was helping my fellow veterans, but I was also helping displaced horses. I was also helping horses that uh, needed to be rescued. You know, the genesis of the nonprofit came from, you know, the Bastrop Fires here in 2011 that just ravaged the area. You had hundreds of displaced people, you had hundreds of displaced horses, and really no plan. So the nonprofit came from providing a plan, providing a place for these horses to kind of have a place for them to, to, to be safe until they could even go back to their family members, or if their family members were in a situation where they couldn't take the horses back, that we needed to home them in the right place. And so Equine Advocacy, and in, in speaking about how fantastic creatures these are and how much they've helped veterans lives because they all have their own stories just like we do. They all were professionals in their own field before they came to us so they can teach us a lot about patience and teach us a lot about being true to who we are and that's why this just works so well with veterans and their families.
1: And So so, so you've had, I mean you get like a thousand people on here, family members I mean it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Y'all check that part out but check this part out too. Here's a man who you know I'm the same way, like I had an opportunity to go make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. I could build the castle. Mm-hmm. But being part of a tribe of people, sometimes that language, it ain't leaving us as veterans. You're always gonna know in the back of your mind that there's that you did some crazy stuff and there's people that are hurting and there's people that are in pain. Mm-hmm. And my own pain drives me sometimes to get my butt in that car and drive around. Show up at your game. That's right. I mean, uh, you know, That's it's right. like, it's not convenient
0: and, and to and drive talk, out you here. Know, you hear a it's, lot of words like courage and hero, and, you know, we know a lot of courageous The key words, people, yeah. Right. But I think at this point in time, when you've made that transition from your service and you're going off and you're deploying or you're going off and doing great things for your country as a military member, when you make that next chapter and you're kind of a civilian slash veteran, the most heroic thing that you can do sometimes is admit that you need help. And yeah. admit that you that you're that you are broken, and that's okay because being part, being broken in a way defines who you are because that means you went off and did something pretty fantastic. And how do we piece that back together? So the people that have had that courage to say I need help, that's what this place is for. You know, and that's that's where we come in.
1: I got two tattoos on my chest. I won't bear it right now because my wife is standing here and I don't want her laughing at my fat belly. But one of them says wisdom, and the other says courage right here. And and um wisdom without courage is useless, but if you get the courage to begin to admit you got a problem, and then you want to change, you have to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about it, you and I have a lot of education between the two of us, we both went to college, Mm -hmm. we both read, but we were talking about this, we both Mm learn, and we're still continuing to learn. Mm -hmm. Is it impossible, can anybody learn? What what are these? What, are, what has it taught you to come out here and like? Because all of a sudden you weren't always running a nonprofit, right? You've had to learn a lot of stuff. I think part
0: of it is is that anybody who went into the military had a sense of, you know, um, of, of being able to go into the unknown and, and, and the unknown and not understanding what you're getting yourself into takes takes for lack of a better word a little bit of courage. So, you know, you delve into something and you don't really know what you're getting yourself into, but by God, I know this is what I need to do. It's the same thing with starting a nonprofit. profit It's very daunting. You want to make sure that you got all your, mind all your P's and Q's, that you're doing everything that's legal. You're doing everything that's all done with integrity because you don't want to be viewed as that veteran nonprofit that took advantage of veterans or or spent their money or did certain things the wrong way because there's those exist. So oh, yeah. I, I've that, met um, a lot of veterans who so are gotta, like, give me, gimme, give me. So you gotta deal with that reputation and, and no longer you know, not falling into those same habits or those yeah. same classifications. But for for somebody who maybe's you know, feels a little um, it's a little daunting or feel like it would be hard for them to step out, what I'll say is that anybody who's come out here to the ranch or anybody who said that I need a little bit of help I've never really heard of anybody saying that I asked for help and nobody gave it to me. I don't think a veteran, if you reached out to another veteran and said I needed help, I don't think any veteran is going to turn you away. So that's the beauty of being in a tribe. This is a veterans-founded program, this is a veteran-run ranch, this is a ranch run by veterans. And so we understand you know, all of those little phases and stages you go through in life. And this is part of what we do, is educating you to go out and, and do great things. And I'm laughing a little bit, folks,
1: because what is it like 95 out here? Yeah. I pull up, the gate's locked. I, you know, somebody's got to get out, and Kate just looks at me in the car. So I realize, well, I'm gonna have to stop and get out.
0: you needed a code. Yeah. Oh, well,
1: well, there was that, and then I got out, opened the gate. But as soon as I opened the gate, it's hot, and I saw y'all all out here working, yeah. shoveling stuff, yeah. and <laughs> taking care of animals, mm-hmm. because. If you're going to move from wherever you're at in life, and if you're going to help somebody out, it's going to cost. It's well, not an easy. It thing. takes a little bit of hard work, but you know it, it, all, it, it all.
0: pays off, and, and um, you know it, we've been here a little over two years, and where we we intentionally have phased it so that we have the infrastructure and in these buildings, and, and the the team of horses that we have, and the staff that we have to accommodate. And take care of veterans the right way because it's much, very much quality over quantity for us.
1: Well, and you don't want and instant growth. Is right. It's right. Not so we've growth. always tried
0: to grow with, with the amount of growth that's coming through here, and we have a lot of fantastic things coming in 2018 and 2019, and we're preparing for that. But you know, now we have the opportunity for people to really know who we are from a state and a national level, and you know, we really want to be synonymous with healing and growth and and really finding what your passion is post. Military service because at some point in time you're going to have to get out. The, the, the party doesn't last forever, as they say. So, you know, you got to have to have a plan, and we help with that. And we're partnered with organizations. We're or even partnered with local businesses. That if you wanted to get into a particular career field, we can kind of help you on that on that path. That's
1: pretty so, cool. Well, you know. now you were a badass. I mean, <laughs> you kicked indoors, You did all the cool shit. But the other thing about you is you an individual to realize that whoever was cooking, whoever was bringing the beans and the bullets, whoever was driving the truck, they're all sacred to you. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that a minute. Like, you've done this for, you've looked at and said, hey, there's a ton of female veterans. We were talking about this up there, and you said, you have gotta be for everybody. And you've done that. I I think that we try to provide
0: a platform that everybody who comes to us has a, a different background. They had a different cultural background. They had a different way of growing up. But what we knew in the military is that didn't matter. It was whether you're a good soldier, yes or no, kind of strictly binary, ones and zeros. Yep. Are they a good soldier, yes or no? If they are, then we don't really care what color, we don't really care the demographic, we just you know, make sure that they're the best version of themselves. So here we have tried to create areas for everybody to, to grow. If, if it's, a, it's a female veteran who really wants to advocate about some of the challenges that female veterans went through, i.e. sexual trauma or whatever they, they suffered with when they went through, We've got, you know, women's workshops for that. We've got um, caregiver workshops of people who who are dealing with wounded veterans, and that's a very daunting and, you know, um, just tough thing to go through every single day is taking care of your loved one, and so we have a retreat for those. So we we try to keep everybody in mind who's been through something, and a guy who was a mechanic, a wheel mechanic, or a cook, or whatever, they have their own experiences, and some of that's a very thankless job. Yeah. You know, when you tell someone you're a ranger, you tell someone you're infantry, they go, oh, wow, that's awesome. But if you tell someone, like, you know, I was a cook on Bagram Airfield or I was in Kandahar and I cooked beans every single day, you know, with just as an example, or I, I made eggs for every single guy that came in and I knew how those every guy wanted his eggs or whatever, that served a purpose that had to, it was all a part of the cog that made everybody, even the guys that were tips of the spear, successful.
1: You know, so we, we try to acknowledge that as best we can here, too. So, now, I I know you never... You even told me the first time I said, I saw you on YouTube. You said, I hate doing stuff like that. I mean, I kind of had to drag you out here a little bit. I had to drag myself out here a little bit. But I want to do this real quick. It's good that you're doing this, man. Thank you. And do you get a sense of satisfaction out of this? I think I get a sense of
0: satisfaction, but there's also times where I feel like it's never enough. You know, it's just that you... No matter how hard you are, you hear about guys that are still committing suicide, or you hear about True. people who are getting underserved through the VA or whatever. Not to badmouth the VA whatsoever, you know, because they they are trying truly their best. But you do hear stories about people feeling like they've been lost in the, well, they're in overwhelmed. the thousands right? of us, right? So so hearing that there's certain things, that there's, there's you know, and, and out here, what we're trying to do is you know the the vet that lives in the urban environments, that lives in the big metropolitan area. For the most part they have a place to go but the one demographic of veterans that's very underserved is the rural veterans veterans that are in the suburbs or you know or an hour or two from the big cities you know they feel like they don't have anywhere
1: to go i, I know a little bit about travel so that's that one way. reason yeah. why
0: we are where we are logistically is we're about an hour from every major area and we, we serve about nine or ten counties right now that 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 can come here and so that's kind of where i get a sense of satisfaction of oh, we have one vet today you know we have vets that literally will show up Drive up to this gate all the time, but I have no idea who they are. And they'll drive in, and we'll help them as best we can and get them on a path to recovery. And sometimes they stick around for a while, and sometimes we never see them again. But whenever they're here, we try to touch them and be as genuine as we possibly can. you know, Because veterans can see
1: through things when it's not genuine. You know, you know So this lady, I was you know, doing my thing this morning down here in Houston in a church. And um, or Rosenberg or something. I, I, it's right outside of Houston. So I'm talking, the lady raises her hand, and she says, and she gave me this necklace too, I thought it was pretty cool. She, uh, she raises her hand and she says, does PTSD ever go away? And I said, no, but I've learned I've learned to live a little bit better with it. I still have ups, I still have downs, but it helps me to do something. Mm-hmm. What,
0: yeah, I would. I, that's why when I go to the state capitol or when I talk to other veteran program directors, I, I try to you know, kind of beat at home that this isn't something that's going to go away. This isn't something that you're going to find a cure like for a particular, you know, like cancer or whatever, where you get a cure for it and everybody takes that pill and they're fine. It's a lifelong thing that you deal with, and I think that's one reason why we see a lot of the current suicides are Vietnam veterans. That's right, because totally they've awful. been they've been Sorry. they've been fighting with these issues for 30, 40 years or more, and they're just tired physically and mentally, and they just wanted to go away. So, in my mind the more we plan for it now and have a way to really treat this and have all several different alternatives that helps everybody the way that they need to be helped then it may not go away but they'll be much better suited for it after years and years of being able to find what works for them as opposed to them 30 years from now never feeling like they really dealt with those issues and it and it has really negative results
1: now th- from the moment I met you and we sat up there and, and talked into the evening and you were like, man, I got to go. Dinner yeah. is cold. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, you were like, you got to go back. Yeah, sir, yeah. And, um, and my brother was like, yeah, it's time. And um, I get carried away sometimes. And as this is going on, I want to go to one thing. There's people who ain't going to make it here. Mm-hmm. There's people who are not going to see me. They're they're watching. They've got their home. They're mm-hmm. isolating and PTSD and all that. Mm-hmm. One of the big steps that helped me was building a team. I felt immediately. Like you were part of my team as far as like when we talked, because we had a network. A lot of trauma, right. a network. Mm-hmm. How did you build the initial network to get here? Because this didn't just happen by Derek Knapp going, let's go. No, <laughs> it, it takes, it truly
0: does take a network. It really does take it, you know, for, you know, some people use the word tribe. I think that the number one thing is that if you feel like you need something, someone that you trust especially a veteran or a a, a mentor or somebody that you really trust just ask for help and said I really need help or I really want to try I got this idea that I think turn into something that can help a lot of veterans start pulling people in start asking questions I've I've just have yet to find that when you when you reach out to your fellow veterans and ask for help or get on a forum and ask for help and no one's gonna to want to help you. Everybody
1: wants to help everybody. I think so. Yeah. You know, I mean like 'cause so I've talked ask to, for help. I've talked right. to some folks that are helpless. I said I'm not helpless, homeless. Right. And they said, I just don't want I don't wanna work. Right. Right. and I understand that choice. too. I mean but, it's a choice. I mean it's not easy to be out here working with these horses. Mm-hmm. It's hot mm-hmm. and it's this is June. This it's going to be a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. This it's isn't it. just a nine to five. And that's okay because it's... But everything you know, it's is like that. Everything worthwhile begins mm-hmm. with you realizing where you're at. Mm-hmm. Looking around, determining what your next mission is going to be. Realizing you got to have help. I mean, everything in life has more than one person involved. You go order a 99-cent hamburger at Walmart or Big Mac or whatever. There's farmers. There's lawyers. There's mm-hmm. people that slaughtered cattle. It's all involved. Mm-hmm. And where did you get the money to get it? You know what I mean? Right. It's like you have to have a group. And so I just think that was real important to bring out. Anything else you'd like to say about church or no, just um, you know,
0: to, to kind of sum up what we do here is that we had a vision that we started out with just, you know, a few volunteers and four horses and we piloted the first veteran program that we were doing in uh, spring of twenty thirteen and you know, a little over four years later. This is what has become of it, and so if you've got a goal, if 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 you've got something that's really driving you, you know, pursue it, and you know, reach out to me or reach out to Matt or whomever, and you know, tell us what you're thinking, and we'll we'll help uh, make you successful however we can.
1: So, Amen. Thanks thanks for doing this with us. Thanks for the time. Thanks for coming to the ranch. Vet Church, remember: question, think, use your brains, have fun, take care of one another. Send me a PM. Let's do one of these things. Let's, let's, let's let America hear your voice because our stories are sacred. And and what you've done here is you've. Thank you. You've been, it's sacred. It's There's some yeah, holiness it's, it's here a in pretty, a world of a pretty, all pretty all special place. Stuff. Can't deny that. This is pretty cool. So, anyway, y'all take care of Vet Church. Talk to you Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.